Justin, didn't you there's... have lip rings at one point? I did. Yeah. I had I had a lip ring. It was it was very um short lived. It was like a right in the middle and I used to bite it all the time and I was like, enough of it. It's it's like I'd take a bite of a sandwich and I'd come straight down on the lip Ooh. ring and I'm I'm surprised I didn't break any teeth. I could probably I would crush him. Cause I am, I am much, I'm not a small girl and he is a tiny man. So don't get that confused. His fedora would protect him. Listen, don't be jealous because I'm not I jealous. Got to caress his luscious locks. I am very jealous. Okay. Okay. You got me. I'm jealous. Gather around, we're here for another amazing rendition of Punk Rock Cops. This time, we're going poppy, like the exact opposite of punk rock. I think pop punk is like a, I don't know, bastardization of terms. But anyway, we're here with the pop punk episode and emo. We're going to talk about that too. Joining me again, we've got Rude Girl Robin. How are you? Fantastic. And we have our ska-hating friend, Justin, over here. (laughs) Hey, hey. And uh, we are definitely going to be not talking about Scott at all, but we were just talking about it before we pressed record, so that's why I had to bring that up. Today, <laughs> like I said, like I kind of alluded to, we're going to be talking pop punk, emo, kind of like the newer side of the lighter side of punk rock cops, I guess you could say. And uh, we'll see we'll see where this all goes. I, I'm excited because pop punk was really my foray into everything that we've talked to up to this point. So it's like, now we're now we're in my wheelhouse. This is where I'm like... Without pop punk for me, there is no punk rock cops. Like, I never would have found any of it. So, I didn't have, like, my older sister was into, like, New Kids on the Block. So, I didn't have any kind of older influence on my music taste. You know what I mean? So, um, being in, in, introduced to bands like we talked about last week in the skate punk episode, like Blink and Green Day, and uh, even, like, the ones that we kind of made fun of, like, Sum 41 and stuff like that, brought me here. So, I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah. Definitely, there's. A, I mean, there's a much more large abundance of punk pop, pop pump bands <laughs> out there yeah. than there are hardcore bands. I think. Yeah, and I just That's think true. like for me in the high school I grew up in, the hardcore kids and the the metal kids, they were just they were way too um, like gatekeeper. Like they didn't want to tell anyone who wasn't part of it, like, oh, you're just a poser or whatever. And it's like, yeah. You know, you listen to the stuff true. like like the Fallout Boys and stuff like that. It's like, oh, this is cool. Like, it's accessible. It's easy for me to get mm-hmm. into. And then, thanks to the internet, I dove even deeper than that. Fallout Boys' first record was freaking awesome. One of the best ever, I think. Yep. The, especially the the first song um, on that album, on their first album, Take This to Your Grave is the album. Uh, Tell mm-hmm. Mick He Just Made My List of Things to Do. Mm-hmm. It, one of the best pop punk songs of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely dive into them a little bit later. But um, first, I just want to talk about, like, we've talked about your guys' beginnings, how you guys got into punk rock and hardcore and ska and all that, the fun stuff. How, so for you guys, you guys kind of got started earlier in life with all that stuff. How did you guys view pop punk as you were growing up? Like, did you guys think it was just like kid shit, this isn't real, like poser shit? Or was it more of like... No, I can vibe with this too. Uh, well, for me personally, uh, I 
like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I got into punk by way of my brother, my older brother, and he liked everything from, you know, suicidal tendencies to Fagazi to, mm. um, you know, like the first couple Green Day albums. So he liked pop punk as, as well as, um, you know, some of the harder stuff. So I was fine with it. I mean, I loved Green Day, like, for the first couple albums, just because my brother had those albums. Mm-hmm. Dookie's and, still one of the best albums of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that was when I was in eighth grade, seventh, eighth, eighth, oh, I think seventh grade is when Dookie came out. And, you know, of course, like, I already knew about them before they blew up on MTV with Dookie. So I was fine with it. And then it got to the point Talk where about it gatekeeper. just... <laughs> I already knew about it. Like, oh, you guys are a bunch, yeah. of, a bunch of hipsters. I knew about it before anyone else did. Yeah. Um, but no, so, you know, I'm totally cool with it. There's some bands like uh, pop punk bands that I absolutely love, like mm-hmm. New Found Glory, mm-hmm. which, oh, yes. you know, and the thing about pop punk is that a lot of those bands, they just took the punk style or like the hardcore style that they grew up on Mm -hmm. and then they evolved it into their own sound and they you know i mean like for instance new new fan glory they're hardcore kids yeah oh yeah wasn't chad part of shy halud or something like that yeah he was the original singer of shy halud yeah yeah and if you listen to sorry go ahead robin you can, I mean, you could hear his hardcore influence in some of the Newfound Glory songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then they they made an album um, under an alias of like hardcore. Um, oh yeah, and, and um, they also, I mean, so they termed the 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 ter- they coined the term easy core. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, I, there's so many pop punk bands that that I enjoy to this day. I mean, it's not like my number one music or anything, but it will always hold a special place in my heart. Another one of my favorites is MXPX. Oh yeah. When I was, when I was in high school, I, I loved, loved MXPX. So. Did you like chick magnet? Is that what you got you into them? Oh no. Um, uh, what was it? What was one of their first albums is how I, heard of them it wasn't chick magnet wasn't the first song i heard by them Mm. doing time i think was the first song that i heard by them um the first um with talking about mxpx i was working at this this bar this uh this um this venue and on their rotation was responsibilities and i was like what the hell is this song this is so cool and i went and looked and i just went down the rabbit hole i was like this is Mm -hmm. this is my jam right here yeah um, Which, by listen- the way, they're like a they're like a Christian band too by default, right? Yeah, they're they? Christian. That's really yep. cool. They- so they started on Tooth and Nail Records, which yes. was uh, a you know a Christian punk label in the early '90s, and then like when Christian or spirit filled hardcore started getting big, then Tooth and Nail evolved to Solid State Records. I think was like their yeah their um hardcore metal sl- uh, uh side label or whatever um but yeah i mean mxpx was one of those bands that started off as christian 
um, with all the youth group kids mm. and then crossed over to the secular scene. Yeah. And, you know, all the girls had the biggest crush on Mike Herrera, the, the, you know, the bass player singer. And, um, I mean, he still rocks it and I, Mm -hmm. he plays bass in Goldfinger now. So, I mean, he was on an episode of, um, one of the DIY HD TV shows. They like redid his really. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It was, um, I gotta find that. Yeah. It's really cool. And I like, I'm watching, you know, it's, it's on in the dispatch center because TV's always on, whatever. And I just kind of like catch an eye. I'm like, wait a second. Is that fucking, (laughs) is that Mike Herrera? And I was like, stop everything. I'm off the radio. I gotta watch this. And it was really like, he's got an entire, you walk into his house and he's got this, um, like a waterfall built into it. And it's got the lyrics of one of his songs, the one he wrote for his wife. And it's like behind the waterfall. It's really cool. And, that um, is awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's on. I, I just looked it up. Fixer Upper is the name of the show. Fixer uh, yeah. Upper. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Is that the one with uh, the Joanna Gaines? Yep. And... It's Chip and Joanna. Yep. Chip and Joanna. Chip. That's right. Yeah. And so. so come at you like a what's spider funny monkey, about... Chip. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is Mike, uh, he made lip rings cool mm-hmm. in yeah. the late. Yeah. 90s early 2000s where like all the punk pop punk and hardcore kids have like lip rings because of my career justin didn't you there... have lip rings at one point i did yeah i had i had a lip ring it was all. it was very um short-lived <laughs> um because it, it it was like a right in the middle and mm-hmm. i used to bite it all the time and i was like enough of it it's it's like I take a bite of a sandwich and I come straight down on the lip oh. ring, and I'm I'm surprised I didn't break any teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was at a crossroads at one point in my life before law enforcement was even there, and I was like, do I want to like pursue music full time? And I was thinking about getting like the the lip rings. I even at one point talking about rancid earlier, but I thought about getting hand tattoos that said time bomb over my knuckles like i was i was like <laughs> contemplating it all but i was God, like i'm glad you didn't i'm glad i didn't either but it was there it was there uh i was forming oh. a uh a, a skate punk band and i was like man if this takes off that's that's happening and it didn't take off and here we are so that was good but yeah I, it would have been a hard uh hard sell a dodging a bullet there yeah you're kidding <laughs> imagine putting in for uh to be a cop and hey why do you have bomb on your hands uh, it's, it was a phase i swear it was a phase <laughs> Um, MXPX's 2020 self-titled album. I don't know if you guys have heard yes. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, So good. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very good. Um, I want to say, what was it? The first single off of that, Can't Keep Waiting? Was that the first one? No, Let's Ride. I think it was Let's Ride. Let's Ride, yeah. Man, yep. when that yep. came out, I was like, oh my God, Pop Punk is back. Like, I was so excited. <laughs> and then and I, COVID happened. I, I was like, love- well, there that goes. Yeah, yeah, and I love, like, Mike's voice is more mature, mm-hmm. more, yes. you know, refined yes. and grown up. It's not that, like, she's a chick magnet, like, where it's all, like, he has, like, Whiny. a list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very, it's just more refined. I mean, you could just tell he's matured so much. I mean, he's, like, 40, he's in his, like... He's almost 50, thing? yeah, I just pulled it up. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, 47 or something like that, so... That song on that album, uh, Friday Tonight, so good. Mm-hmm. And it references the movie Friday. Yeah. Um, I, I always enjoyed, I don't like Goldfinger for obvious reasons, <laughs> but um, I always enjoyed his bass playing. Um, yeah. Him, oh, yeah, he's, he's good. I, I, like, I, I like nothing. This is not a slide on anybody who plays pop punk, but generally it's just the root note. 
mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Mike yeah. knows how to play bass. Uh, that's why I like the Descendants a lot. That dude rips oh, on yeah. bass. I oh, mean, yeah. think of, and their drummer is amazing, uh, but just think of like the Descendants uh, uh, playing just a root note. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the, be the Descendants. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. be the same. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, Descendants kind of started pop punk. Oh, yeah. In a way, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. they're uh, you know a cross between skate punk and pop punk. They have some of those pop punk sounding songs, but also some of those skate punk sounding songs as well. Yeah, yeah, they're but I definitely, favorites. you know, you put on Descendants and then you put on let's just say like the most recent MXPX album, and you can see the correlation. And I think that's yeah, that's where you're saying like they're the start of it. You know, and I mean, yeah. If you really want to be like a music aficionado, you can go, oh, well, the Ramones, which, yeah, okay, whatever. But talking about, like, where we're at in music now, definitely can see that direct correlation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, um, the, the Ramones are fine. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. I can, I, now I can appreciate them. Um, when I was younger and, like, super hardcore-y, that's a word. Um, it is now. <laughs> Hardcore-y. Not so much yeah, hardcore. That's such, it's like a dude probably I've arrested before. Hardcore. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm hardcore. <laughs> That's a street. Corey and or Brody. We always call we have a it's it's a long backstory, but we call it when people want to be tough, we call them don't get all Brody on me. That's funny. That's like all the That's all the drunk so frat boys. Yes, Brody. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I mean I can appreciate the Ramones and you know, they were the solid foundation for, for a lot of the stuff we listen to today. Yeah, and just kind of like what Rob and I talked about in the Sky episode. Like, you may not enjoy the sound of, like, the root stuff, but you can appreciate what it meant. The influence. Yeah. And the yeah. influence, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. like, absolutely. I enjoy, like, you know, the hits from the Ramones, like, Want to Be Sedated and yeah. stuff like that. But, you know, if I had to pick, I'm not going to go with the Ramones most of the time, so yes, but I, but again, I appreciate what they are. I always judged bands on whether or not I'd buy their T-shirt. Mm. <laughs> like I would much rather have a Descendants shirt than a Ramon shirt, so oh, therefore absolutely. I like the Descendants more. You know, it, stuff like it's stupid I to mean, think about, I but think that's that just yeah. how I process it. I know I I agree with that logic. Yeah, if, I've got. If, I don't like the logic, band enough. The way I think. Yeah. If I don't like a band enough, I'm not going to buy their shirt. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because right. I mean, so. if you think about it, you're almost like a representative or representative of that band right now. So you know what mm-hmm. what band or what what brand do I want to correlate to myself? I think I've said correlate too many times this episode. Um, but yeah, like like Descendants. Like if I wear their T-shirt, I'm like, oh man, everything they say, I you know, it speaks to me, and that's why I have like two of their shirts. So that's oh. <laughs> that mug, makes mug, sense. Mug. What was that? Mug, mug, mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wish they they have to have some merch with some coffee mugs on them. I do. Yeah, I've got, I've got one of them. I gotta find it. But it's I oh got, sweet. Yeah, I love my favorite Descendants album is Everything Sucks, yeah. and I know that so you know people are gonna be like, oh, that's like one of their later albums. It's like that's one of the best in my opinion. Absolutely. I have that on vinyl, and I mean, I love every single one of the songs on that. They have that. Just that, mm-mm, that's where they sound kind of skate punk mm-hmm. in, in yeah. that album where it's like just hard hitting, like makes you want to just grab that board and just go fucking fall on the Yeah, I think everyone's <laughs> fallback for them is Milo goes to college, but I think everything sucks, blows it out of the water. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I, I, that even so Cool good. to Be You is I was so just going to say that. Yep. That was the yeah, first album one. I heard by them and I was hooked instantly. And yeah. it wasn't yeah. a far delineation from what they 
started as either. I don't think like they went exactly. too poppy. They're not selling no. out in it. I no. think it's very true to their sound. Now, what's interesting though is that you know when when Milo went to college, and then all came out, it was pretty much Descendants just with a different sounding singer with Bill mm-hmm. with Bill Stevenson, right? Mm-hmm. I think was and singer. I never I never got into them. I never did. Maybe I just it, didn't give I mean, them a it, chance. Well, it, you know, I appreciate the fact that they, since Milo left, they didn't try to keep going with the Descendants. They That's yeah. why they formed All, which yeah. is a Descendant song. And, but it, it sounds like the Descendants with a different singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty I mean, much. I mean, it's the same Those three sounding. musicians make a very unique sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I even like their uh, Hypercathium Spazinate album. <laughs> I, I hope I said that right. It's their, you know, their newer Sounds 2016 release. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they even have that. Well, they have one they released uh, in 2021, but their 16 release. I liked it a lot. It got a lot of bad reviews. That's just going back to when I was saying in the last episode, like a lot of these bands, I like their newer stuff because it's, it's well thought out. It's got production value. It's well recorded. Um, when you break it down, it's still the descendants. Yeah. I wonder as they get older, right? Like we kind of relate to different song topics. Like we were saying, like Mark Hopp is talking about like breaking up with girls and stuff doesn't really click, but is that because that's not where I'm at or we're at in our lives now? So maybe it doesn't speak to us. Whereas like, if you listen to a more mature song topic, is that something that is that why, or is it, you know, I wonder if that's part of it. That's because they're talking about coffee. It's awesome. (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned that because I was reading or no, it was an interview that Milo did about their song hope Mm -hmm. where he changed some of the lyrics because it kind of sounded, um, misogynistic, Mm. um, to where it was just kind of, it just, didn't sound it was just poorly like it it aged poorly i guess and so he changed some of the lyrics in that song um to not be as degrading to his ex-girlfriend i mean he wrote that song as a teenager in the Mm. early 80s she broke up with him she left him for some dude in the the navy so he was hurt obviously and he was just you know singing his feelings as a teenager and then he talked about how like after growing up and maturing after all these years he thought those lyrics didn't age well so he changes some of them when they perform them Mm -hmm. perform that song yeah just like um Um, real big fish in their song in the pit they changed the words from look out fag there's going to be a fight to look out man there's going to be a fight Again, because oh, yeah. it doesn't age well, yeah. obviously. Uh, right. I, I was watching an interview with N- Eminem, of all people, and how he took out the F word, as he referred to it. And I'm like, that is not 1990s Eminem, where he was saying every single you know, yeah. slur for every ethnic yeah. group out there. I, I get it, obviously, but it also, there's that the genuineness that we were talking about, like that was the raw emotion that they were feeling back in the day. And it wasn't that they were being degrading to any sort of people. It was just a word at that point, but we're in a different society where, where words are violence. Well, I mean, (laughs) look back, I mean, even 10 years ago, well, I wouldn't say 10 years ago. Okay. When I was a kid, 
and I'll be the comedian Louis C.K. has mm. got a whole bit on. Oh yeah. The the word fag meant something different when you were kids. Obviously, we didn't have an understanding of what the word meant. When right. We called our yeah. friends that, it, right. and it wasn't a slight towards. It wasn't a. It, it wasn't it an anti-gay a, statement at all. Right. Yeah. It, like Louis C.K. says, "Yeah, suck as many dicks as you want. Who cares? It's it's right. not anti-gay or whatever." But now that we're old enough to know and understand what it means, they're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, we've matured." Yeah. That's like um, there's a quote from The Office where he's like, "You don't call retarded people retarded. You call your yeah. friends retarded when they're doing something that yes. is retarded." And yeah. like that, I mean, spot on with exactly like I've never yes. said any of those words in a derogatory manner. It was just like a right. way, you know, just fucking with people. Not, yeah. not, you know, it's, it's totally different than what it actually means, but you're right. As yeah. you, you can't even, yeah, yeah you can't even say retarded anymore. I know it's on the spectrum. Yeah. Right. This, uh, this episode, <laughs> right. Let me go call my friends on the spectrum. That'll, that'll go over well. <laughs> I remember. So there used to be a, uh, a guy who lived at the end of my street who was, I don't know. He was probably in his 30s or 40s when I was a kid, but he had the mentality of a six or seven mm-hmm. year old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he got picked up by the bus every day, uh, his own bus. And I remember it said mental retardation on the side of the bus. You imagine that in today's society. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that, you know, um, George Carlin has a big bit about like the changing of, of different words and, and meanings and things like that. And one of those is is that you know like you can't say now you can't even say handicapped they're handicapable or whatever it might be and it's just yeah. just crazy how we've how our language just changes and it I don't I don't understand why I'm not you know I don't understand why but yeah, everyone's offended by everything just yeah whatever who cares mind your own business right that's what I always say <laughs> right and it, it exactly. I mean I don't know it's just it's it's wild seeing that change again. You think of like going back to Eminem just because he's so prolific about it. You know, 1990s Eminem was saying mm-hmm. everything offensive, and now he won't even put that word in his song, like to the point where it got bleeped out from mm-hmm. his recording, from the master recording. And it's like, huh, that's that's the times we live in. Which I mean, you know, that's good. You know, being more appropriate yeah. or whatever. It's but. funny how freedom of speech only applies to certain things these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, because people, uh, they get all up in arms about just anything they take in the wrong context, you know. Right. So it's what it's one of the downfalls of social media. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's freaking offended by words. So it, I mean, I'm back in college now, and in one of my classes, my instructor, and I'm I'm online, and one of my instructors in her recorded lecture, uh, <clears throat> for historical purposes putting in that context she said the n-word and she's a white lady and she flat out like gives a disclaimer she's like i'm reading something from historical text this is i'm just driving home a point and she does and i was fine with it because I, I grew up in a school and i was talking about it at, at breakfast today i was like i grew up in a at a time where we would read to kill a mockingbird that has the n-word yeah. every other line oh, yeah. you know um right. But in the class, we have, like, a separate group chat with all the students, and they're all like, I can't believe she said that. That's so offensive. And, like, to the point where they want to report her to the dean. And I'm like, she flat out said – and I was like, what what world are we living in? And obviously, I'm significantly older than everybody in this group chat. So I'm like, she said it was for educational purposes. She made clear, you know – and that's just where we are is that, like, you can get offended by it. Even though she's not the person that said it first. She was reading a quote. And did it for educational purposes, 
it's just wild. And again, thinking back to where I was in high school, reading To Kill a Mockingbird, reading Huck Finn, mm-hmm. like all these yeah. books, these classic books with same similar language in it. They don't they don't even read those books nowadays. Yeah. Well, Deleting things from history. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and that's just so. the thing. Like, uh, what are we learning from history? We're, we're obviously not learning anything from history here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be able to understand what the context of this stuff is. Right. Just mm-hmm. like when, when people were in an uprising about all the statues down in the South yeah. and stuff like exactly. that. Like, okay, I get it. It comes from a bad place, but look what happened. We mm-hmm. got rid of slavery because of this war. Yeah. Right. Something positive came out. Now, I'm not saying that there should be the General Lee driving down the street, you know, <laughs> but do you really need to cancel the Dukes of Hazard? Right. I mean, what what good purpose? Change are you change the name of like syrup. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jemima. the pearl, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That offensive milling company. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Or Uncle Ben's rice or whatever. Yeah. It's like, or, oh, my yes. favorite thing is the Land of Lakes butter. Where they got rid of the Indian, oh, but left the, yeah. the the Native American. I'm sorry, the Native American, but left the land. It's like, hmm, that's really replicating history, isn't it? Get rid of all the Native <laughs> Americans and take their land. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's that's cold. And and then we renaming have... sports teams that that's really <laughs> like the yeah. what are they the Washington Generals now or something like that? And the Cleveland Nationals. was it was the Cleveland so that's the baseball team? Yeah, the Cleveland Cle- uh, the Guardians. Guardians. That's it. Yeah. And meanwhile, you ask any Native American, like in any tribe, and they're like, "We really didn't give a shit." Like that's that's small potatoes. Like you literally stole our land. They have bigger things to worry about than the name of a sports team. Right. One of our one of our dispatchers is is Native American, and and if she will correct you if you say Indian in front of her, is it? She always says, "Do you mean Indian, like a person from India, or do you mean a (laughs) Native American?" Yes. Yeah. I, I remember like Big Bang Theory. They made one of the funniest jokes. One of the only jokes that were funny on that show was, uh, do you mean Casino Indian or Slurpee Indian? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. God. No whoops in the juice. <laughs> so anyway, Pop Punk. <laughs> we got pop Punk. This is, yeah, this is Let's not the Native American episode. <laughs> However, Although all, it could be, the, all the various Native uh, Americans. Yeah, all the various uh, racial slurs that we all dropped for the name, for the sake of education, is going to get this show canceled. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Way to go. So back to pop punk. Um, Descendants are a great band. That was kind of what we were taking yeah. away from that. <laughs> we went way off no track from that, that, but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, what about, oh. here's one that came more from, they were always kind of considered more hardcore, mm-hmm. but I don't know why listening to it, Lifetime. Oh, mm. yes. So good. And I think they're from New Jersey too. Yes, um, they are. Isn't it Jersey's oh, Best Prancers? <laughs> Was that one uh, of their, or Jersey's Best Dancers? Am I making that up? No, that's one of their be. albums, right? Jersey's Is Best it? Dancers. They're Jersey's Best Dancers. Their 07 release, it was self-titled, is, it's so freaking good. Well, they're considered one of those easy core bands. Okay. Lifetime. I'm still around. Yep, I'm still here. I gotta <laughs> Get your life together, up. Justin. Get your lifetime together. <laughs> My lifetime will never be together, Robin. <laughs> I know, you keep telling me this. No, it's, well, if it's, it's been 40 years. If it's still fucked up now, it's going to be fucked up until I die. Who cares? Right, yeah, that's right. facts. Can't can't teach an old dog new tricks with that one. That's so, right. Florida has a ton of you know newfound glory, obviously oh, yeah. from mm-hmm. Florida. 
what do you what about hot water music would you put them mm. in pop punk i consider them i consider um what was the other band one of, one of dave house's music uh, bands oh is that one of his side projects uh, now he does solo stuff yeah that whole which is great i love his solo his solo yeah solo. i i love him i love his music but all that i don't necessarily throw into pop punk or, or i do but well, i call but, it like mature pop punk like it's not well so the loved rock. ones the loved ones that's what i was thinking of well so they're i mean they always were on tour with hardcore bands mm-hmm. yeah yep so i mean it's like awesome oh yeah yeah trusty chords just an amazing song yeah. i mean that's their most popular one but it's so catchy it's fast and i love it yeah, yeah. I was just, I was thinking I was having that conversation in my head tens yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I don't consider them pop punk, but they deserve to be mentioned in the genre. Right. They're they're somewhere mixed between hardcore punk, post rock, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call them. Yeah. Definitely not pop punk, but they, they had that clout from being on the Warp tour and touring yeah. with all those bands. They're like almost. I'm, I'm coining a new phrase here. I don't know if it'll stick, but they're like flannel punk. You know, like yeah. <laughs> they, they wear the flannels. They got that like that that vibe, and almost like guys in their thirties slash forties that still get into punk. That's their that's the view right there. Well, they, they, they wear the they scully just, cap, and yeah, they just have that Roger. energy. <laughs> 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 oh well, I know he loves Dave House, so yeah, it's um, such a good vibe. I think that. They so I saw them at Furnace Fest and I yep. automatically fell in love with them. But like I was saying, like if you're a hardcore kid and you don't like hot water music, even you were not a cool hardcore kid. So I don't know. I, there's just some of those bands that you can't really put them in a specific genre, mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. like adjacent to those genres. If yeah. That makes sense. Did any of you guys ever go to the fest in Gainesville? Mm-mm. No, but I I remember I wanted to go because that's when like Poison the Well was getting real big, mm-hmm. and I always was getting on board with them. Um, I, I wanted Poison to go to well. that. It was just Gainesville Fest, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They call it the Fest, but okay. It's, the the cool thing with it is they time it with um, UF's uh, fall break or whatever, so that way, like, or it's it's the weekend of the Florida Georgia football game, so they kind of tie it in with the 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 school shit but it just goes for a whole weekend as hard as possible and like when when you told me hot water music when you said that that's where my mind instantly went to because they play it every year um then they've also like the men zingers are also always there that's another band where they're yeah that's one of my favorite bands of all time but you can't really place them yeah 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 what about and this is they're more commercial but one of those bands is kind of hard to place other than just rock um, but I think they have a seat at the table I know here. Which, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Maybe Jimmy Eat World. Oh, that wasn't where oh, I yeah, thought you were yeah. going. But so they're on my list, of course, for this episode. So again, I I'm going to put them a little more in the emo. Yeah, like I so can they're see that. they're right on the edge of mm-hmm. pop punk with some of their songs. Yeah. Like, but then but they're a little more over the line of emo in my opinion yeah i 
I can tell you that that song, The Middle, right, their biggest thing, is my least yep. favorite song by them. Like, I, I just can't. Like, I think because it's just so overplayed that I just, like, I cringe Very when I hear it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a solid song. It was, like, the first nine million times I heard it. And then I'm like, I can't do The Middle anymore. I can't. But uh, I remember <laughs> yeah, being, you know, super young. That would come up on, like, VH1, and I would jam out to it. And then it just, every 90s or early 2000s playlist I would ever have – pick up it would always be there i'm like okay i get it it's a really good song let's yeah. move on and they've got so many good songs on top of that where i thought yep. you were going to go justin was the gaslight okay. anthem because they're okay. they're also I hard to play. i love them too but they're almost I... got like a blues rock yeah got... they're not so i would put them more in because again like brian fallon he does solo stuff mm-hmm. where he sounds more like springsteen yep which they came from and the then, same area, so that makes sense. Exactly. Another New Jersey van. Asbury mm-hmm. um, Park. Yeah. But it's really hard. Like, they have, like, a little... You could hear a little tiny bit of punk influence in there. Mm-hmm. In some of the Gaslight songs. They're definitely not pop punk. No. They're definitely no. not emo. They're definitely not... But, yeah, they're, like, somewhere in their own little right. world. To me... But like, when... a lot of punk kids love... Gaslight. Gaslight Anthem, yeah. And yeah. I always, like, if I could mentally draw, like, a Venn diagram, and I think of, like, Hot Water Music, The Loved Ones, Menzingers, Gaslight Anthem, like, they all kind of co-intersect. Like, they're all very yeah. similar but different at the same time. Like, that, those bands I just listed, that would be a hell of a tour. I would pay $200 a ticket to see that tour. <laughs> oh, my God. I would definitely. Throw Alkaline still... Trio in there with yeah. them. Yeah. The Alkalines has more of that pop punk. They're in there. they're pop. They punk. do, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like how Alkaline Trio is dark. Like they're not. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're like not they're, pop punk to the point of like whining. Well, they're a you Halloween know. band, exactly. Which and I love. That I think about we them. mentioned them in our Halloween episode. Um, yeah, you know they're kind of they kind of have that vibe because. Um, you know, Matt Skiba is an interesting fella, mm-hmm. but he has those very romantic songs like a pop punk, mm-hmm. you know, band would play. But then, but then he, has, he disguises like, dark, it with like, like those dark lyrics. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Every thug needs a lady. Like that's, yeah, that's like mm-hmm. a dark song. That's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. And then mm-hmm. the other one that I was going to say is. I don't know. I'm just looking at all their albums right now. They're all just flawless. Like from here to Infirmary, where they're split with Hot Water Music was yeah. freaking phenomenal. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Um, well, even like this addiction, that song, like <laughs> it's kind of the same with uh, Infected, Bad Religions, Infected. Like where mm-hmm. you're just so like into someone and you're just like kind of obsessed with them they did both those songs did a great job of like conveying that yeah and And like you know it's a love song but it's kind of like dark like you're addicted to drugs right right and i I loved and and that's why i love their their writing is because they do that a lot they kind of do it Mm -hmm. that way and where you're like what what is he actually talking about in this song and that album front to back is one of my favorites i think they just hit it perfectly Mm -hmm. on every single song so I'm a big yeah, Alkaline sure. fan for sure. Love love Alkaline Trio. Uh, I saw them with uh, with Midtown. Oh wow! Oh my Midtown? god, Midtown! Yeah, Midtown. Uh, that was great. another. I was gonna, oh yeah. I think that's oh, another yeah. Jersey band, right? I love. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're from Jersey, and then the singer Gabe, 
he went on to start like a weird band called Cobra Starship. Have you ever oh, heard yeah, of that band? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The super yeah. poppy one. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah uh, uh, one of their on songs. Yeah, Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> and then they have, um, oh my God, it's very pop, like club sounding song. But it's couple. so, it's so good. I can't help it. It's like a guilty pleasure song mm-hmm. of mine. Um, hold on. Let me look it up really quick. But, um, I mean, that's another guy who started kind of like as a hardcore kid and then went into like, you know, the indie emo pop punk realm with Midtown. Yeah. I saw Midtown. What year was that? I, I saw him 2001. And they're really that's, good. That's probably the year I saw him. I think they toured with Alkaline Trio Thursday. Uh-huh. And oh, Shy yes. Man, what yes. a tour. Man. Oh, my God. I remember. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm looking and like you got. Census Fail, that was another yeah. great band. Oh yeah, I also from about New that. Jersey. It might have been. It might have been O two or O three. Actually, it was after high school. Mm-hmm. O two, maybe it was O two that I saw them. So that song um, by Cobra Starship is called "You Make Me Feel." Oh yeah. Now, yeah, if you yeah. want to dance around the house while cleaning mm-hmm. your house, put on that song another, and you'll another Cobra Starship. <laughs> Uh, guilty pleasure of mine is girl, girl, good girls go bad. Go bad, yep. That's mm-hmm. like I, yep. I mean, guilty I'll literally I've put it on in my one. car driving to work, and I feel like I'm like fourteen again. Like it's just it's, <laughs> so you pull up to a stoplight and you roll the windows up. Yeah, exactly. Like what they do in Office Space with with the with the Tupac playing. No, yeah, oh my god, oh, it's so funny. Can't question my my uh, my my thug there. Well, and speaking of New Jersey bands again. So you mentioned Thursday. I remember oh, seeing yeah. Thursday with Taking Back Sunday, another mm. Jersey band. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing show. I, Taking Back Sunday sucks now. At least live is what I've. No, Taking Back Sunday is good. I don't care what I never you got into. Say. I never got into them. <laughs> There's they were why I, I I don't know. Well, they were on Victory Records, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. For, so for, it was okay, Thursday. Yeah. So yes. Um, so I was always into, uh, like the earth crisis snapcase, you know, stuff, yes. earth crisis or, uh, victory stuff. And then I, uh, I got one of their compilations, you know, in a, you know, a hair, like, okay, snapcase is on and then earth crisis yeah. and then mm-hmm. strife and then taking back Sunday comes on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it is. Listen, I don't care what you say. Tell all your friends that was their, you know, their first release on victory mm-hmm. and yeah. that, that album's so good. I still love that album to this, this day is so good. Just but... for you. I will give it a, <laughs> a I will give it a, an unbiased listen. You should, because appreciate it. Now... you're not a real, you're not a real hardcore kid unless you like <laughs> cute without the E cut from the team. That is <laughs> yeah. the, the best song. And I don't know if you've ever seen the video to that song. You should go on YouTube and look at the video. It's they do Fight Club. Mm. So they do okay. scenes from Fight Club. But with the band. It with the band. And mm. it's so good. They actually okay. did a really, really good job with it. And that is such a catchy song. I still jam to that song. Yeah. I enjoy it. All right. So there I'll was g- a big riff back lesson. in the day between brand new and taking back Sunday, that was like the, the yeah the pop punk version of Biggie versus because, Tupac. Yeah, okay. because um, Jesse f- from Brand New and um, what was what, what was, was his the, name? Fred? Uh, I think I can't remember the 
the guy in Taking Back Sunday, they were best friends, like childhood friends, mm-hmm. I believe. I so, and then yeah. they got into it because I think Jesse dated the Adam other Lazara guy's is the guy from Brand New. I mean, I'm sorry, no. Taking Back Sunday, Taking Back Sunday. No, 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 no. No, it's not Adam? him. It's not Adam. It's the other one who's mm. the guitar player. Um, so I you're saying <laughs> an emo feud came out. Of it was two an emo dating feud. Girl. So mm. they wrote, actually wrote songs about each other, like dissing each other. Like it was like a rap. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> East Coast versus West Coast. Uh, so I Pretty liked much. Brand Brand New's first album, and then they just yeah, fell okay. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, then there was like this whole big um, thing where Jesse from Brand New it, he was exposed for like harassing underage girls while they're on tour mm. or something like that. So he got canceled. Awesome. I don't know what they're doing now, but. Um, they had a couple of good songs. They did. So in the early 2000s. The first album for Brand New was Your Favorite Weapon, which is mm-hmm. just amazing. I can listen to that all over the place. Jude and I, Law and a Semester Abroad. Yeah, yeah. That song. That was so good. But then, then they did release uh, Deja and Tendu. That was mm-hmm. another good one. And then yeah. after that, I think, is where they all kind of fell off. But I remember in their prime, they were selling out instantly. Like They, they had Taylor Swift numbers going on. Like They would release tour dates and sell out instantly that's how popular brand yeah because they had a cute emo boy singer at the right time yeah like i don't think that all the girls loved him right exactly that's how he harassed underage girls and um (laughs) with his boyish good looks yeah except he wasn't a boy and you know exactly he was was a man he's a grown man yeah you can't be doing that yeah can't be doing Uh, that that's frowned upon there was a there was a musician locally who was starting to get some clout um, among the emo scene starting to get popular here. And I won't say his name just because um, hopefully he's over that. And, uh, but was sending dick pics to underage girls Mm -hmm. while he was out on the road. And it finally, you know, came to fruition. It came out and uh, he got shunned pretty hard. Was it a hardcore band? You said it was an emo band. No, it was a, it, it, he's like a dashboard confessional type. Mm. It wasn't dashboard mm-hmm. confessional for just, I'll just say that. Was it's he, not dashboard. Was he like, uh... I'll, I'll send, I'll send you guys a message and tell you who okay, it was, gotcha. but I, I don't want to say it. Don't want to give it. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Well, you know, I know the guy personally. Oh. And like I said, hopefully he has right moved on ship, from that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I feel like we'll, we'll... pop punk, especially recently, like now, you know, cause a lot of people that are in these bands are older unfortunately kind of lends itself to that younger crowd and you know it's one thing when you're of that age and those are your groupies right yeah but when you're in your 20s 30s 40s it ain't gonna play off that way and you're gonna you're gonna right. find yourself in fuck me in the ass prison that way and yes. yeah you know yeah that's illegal you yeah do that. just like um yep and this is very recent um like drake bell from drake and josh he got in trouble for the exact same thing and like he's a convicted sexual predator now and it's just it's yep. wild it, yeah that's not something to fuck around with oh it, you know him personally it, yeah so he um he's my brother's age but they we grew up a street over from one another I don't see it. like we know each other personally I'll, I'll text it to you okay but uh excellent musician yeah i've i've voices yeah great i love the way he uh, writes songs and everything 
Yeah. Um, just got himself into some trouble. And, God, who um, is it? Because there's a couple. But yeah, uh, just to cap on that, is that it's crazy that, that unfortunately, that kind of music kind of lends you to that. Not lends you to you, but oh, yeah. that's, that's oh, your yeah, audience. You got, yes, exactly. Can you imagine the amount of girls throwing themselves right. at Chris Caraba? We're going to need, we're going to need at least 30 minutes to talk just about Chris Caraba. You know, you, you made a good point is think of all the people pretty much throwing themselves at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and especially like the, the pop punk side of it, right? Cause they're all pretty boys. They're all singing like love songs and stuff. Like, I'm sure Pete Wentz and uh, Patrick Stump of for, uh, yeah. Fallout Boy. I know, you know, all those I don't big think bands. Patrick was getting much. Okay, definitely the Pete Wentz's though. <laughs> definitely Pete Wentz. Um, but like all those major bands, right? They probably dealt with the exact same thing, and either they were, you know. So I'm sure. And then the one that we were going to yeah. talk about specifically was Dashboard Confessional, because <laughs> yes, so. I mean, the pinnacle of emo bands. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, pretty much like the Elvis of, of emo. Emo. That's very is, bold. But it's true, is it not? Yeah. Mm, I mean, yeah. definitely. I mean, people it, still like love Dashboard Confessional, and mm-hmm. that I mean, his popularity, Chris's popularity, started from Further Seems Forever. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is where people were exposed. And the moon you know, is down is one oh of my God. favorite records of all time. Mm-hmm. And I still don't have that one on vinyl, but yes. What? You're it's... drooling over Chris and you don't have that. <laughs> okay. Number one, Chris is like five, two or something. He's probably not that is short. He really? but... He's a shorty. Short Listen, I'm, 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 I'm short too. So don't be he, dissing on short. He's people. like five, two though. Like, He's, he's also got $52 million. He's, but he is a handsome little Italian fella. I got to touch his hair. Oh, man. He's so, from Jersey, too, though, isn't he? Uh, no, he's from I Florida. I think he's from Jersey. No, he's from Florida. Yeah. Over time. The, yeah, he's always been from Florida. Or maybe Connecticut. I think he spent some time in the East Born Coast. Born in West Hartford, Connecticut. You are right, sir. Oh, go. my God. Yeah. So, yeah. But How he's you but he, you're Chris Caraba, Robin. Man. For but everyone at least that I got to touch video, his hair. She's really salivating for this man. <laughs> Number one, he is the same hair gel. I could probably, I would crush him. I am, <laughs> I am much. I'm not a small girl, and he is a tiny man. So mm-hmm. don't get that confused. You, um, his fedora crush would his keep, skinny jeans. His fedora would protect him. He's a size zero in junior sizes. So Gosh. that would work He writes good out. songs, though. He does. He, he writes does. amazing songs. So Swiss Army Romance, mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorite, like, emo records. And I get it. Dashboard wasn't the first. You have, like, you know, Texas is the Reason and all those early emo bands, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also a Victor Records band, I believe. Are they? I thought they were. I thought they had Texas is the Reason that- was on one of or is that J Tree? I thought J Tree was like the big emo label. No, Anyways, yeah, I, we're not like we're not the true emo kids by any means. So, right, and like, far from music, those, musical historians those, here. <laughs> for those emo gatekeepers, don't like cry. Oh, they're probably us. crying already. Like, you didn't mention the tears. Smiths or Morrissey. 
Oh my god, my brother is so much. He's into both of those. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, you know. <laughs> again, again, I can re- I can appreciate what they did. They were definitely yeah. fire starters. I don't enjoy listening to them though. Just yeah, not my thing. I mean, they have good songs. Don't get me wrong, and some great love songs too. But mm-hmm. um, I, have I I'm a big fan sure. of bands that cover the Smiths because then I'll enjoy listening to their music. Like Goldfinger has a really good one of um, ah, it's escaping me. They have they have a really good. Smith's cover, I think. But anyway. But anyways, back to you, Chris. Um, so, Never boy. Listen, don't be jealous because I'm not I got jealous. To caress his luscious locks. I am very jealous. In okay. the fall okay, of 2002. Okay. All right, and he did not. He was. He smiled. He wasn't upset about a random chick caressing his hair <laughs> so that says something right there okay, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean like in my in my hardcore scene with all of my hardcore friends we all loved further seems forever and dashboard those yep. uh, he just goes because chris was a hardcore kid so um and they're still going strong i mean and then yep, they got a new record up yeah. yeah, so we were talk. I think it was we were talking about in the chat when Chris reunited with Further Seems Forever. Yeah, I was going to say they came in two thousand twelve, yeah. and I yeah. just bought that record on um, vinyl recently. And you just forget how good that. That's just a solid album. I mean, it's like yeah. Further Seems Forever back in like nineteen ninety nine. Yes, again, I think Further Seems Forever's each record was good individually. Obviously the moon yeah. is down is, is the best, but the ultimate, so each, yeah. yeah, each singer they brought on board for each, um, record. I think they were now they were certainly different records. If you compared them side by side, but they were all individually good. Yeah. In their own right. Yes. Yeah, what was the second singer after Chris left? Uh, Jason? Was it Jason? Yes. Yep. So he had a pretty um, strong voice. He was more, mm-hmm. he had that more metal core, like kind of like the metal core singers mm-hmm. would have that voice. He he right? reminded me, yes. Or a screamo. He was like, screamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the, he was a good buffer between Chris and then what came after. Yeah, what was the singer after? I don't even I know his even name. Re- yeah. Because by that did... point, I wasn't really paying attention. I was just all in on Dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a buddy. He was uh, a guy I played in, in a pop punk band with. I remember him. He was like all super pumped to go see Dashboard Confessional back in the day. He goes, dude, when I saw Chris pick up an electric guitar, I said, fuck it. And I just walked out. I was like, okay. <laughs> so who, who cares, dude? Like, their, their newer stuff. There, the, the, their there's stuff those people the... who quit Dashboard once they went electric. Mm. And I, it's like. The electric stuff is awesome. Yeah, I enjoy the electric it's stuff. amazing. Like, yeah. I don't care. But you know what? That's kind of it goes back to a previous episode we've had where you guys were talking about different like punk bands and when they change up their sound a little bit or whatever and everyone's like, Nope, I'm done. Like they sold out, right. or whatever. Yeah. So it really Yeah, exactly. It kind of just 
goes back to that old school mentality and it's like y- y'all are are you re- even real fans at that point if you're like don't right. don't go with how they change their sounds or modify their sounds well it's like back in the day when bob dylan picked up an electric guitar mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it's i'm sure a lot of people were turned I'm off sure. but it's still still bob dylan yeah. playing guitar i wonder just true. amplified i wonder how it was like I'm thinking about like the Beatles. Whatever you think about the Beatles, but obviously they they were obviously impactful to a lot of people, and they changed yeah. their sound many times throughout their career. I wonder how their fans went along with it, or if they didn't care, or you know, that all oh, the Beatles are selling well, out. Or whatever. they were all doing drugs by that time, right? So maybe they didn't care. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look at the way that that uh, society changed from 1960 to 1970. Mm-hmm major change you know, yeah. true yeah absolutely and you know i i like the beatles mm-hmm. um i like their hippier stuff when they were doing psychedelics and stuff more than their their poppy stuff you know, yeah they're earlier you want to or i want to hold your hand like that's still a good pop song good don't tune, get me wrong yeah. but yeah give me some lsd beatles <laughs> give me some lucy in the sky with so, diamonds yeah. well just as or, uh, so i was strawberry looking, fields mm-hmm I was listening, I was just looking up uh, the history of emo, and in this article, they're they're attributing um, the Beach Boys Pet Sounds as the start of emo music. I, I don't I don't necessarily know about that, but surf music, but but it was also kind of a another like break away from their mainstream sound too. It wasn't really like you know I get around. It was definitely kind of more somber. Yeah. So I don't know. I you know I never got into them, but they came around. Um, see how their career is going. They they played um, a free concert in Columbus last summer. So I you know I don't understand how you get paid from that, but it was just like on the I forget what they call it downtown. It's a the Beach just Boys. A, yeah, oh. yeah, they played a show. It was like free. I think nowadays they should be called the Beach Grandparents, but I mean, yes, yeah, I don't care what good. anyone well, says. Kokomo John Stamos is, is a great song. Yeah, <laughs> I, with John, it, it's Stamos. fine. <laughs> yeah, John Stamos is rocking the drums for him, man. Oh, is he really? He's playing for them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, or at least he was. Huh. I don't know if he's touring with. I them, know but um, he was going back, getting off the Beach Boys, but talking about like <laughs> musicians going elsewhere. We were already talking about Mike Herrera. Um, so yeah. Yellow Card is one of my favorite pop punk bands. Oh yeah, Lots, I mean, I was, I'm glad you brought them yeah, up. Yeah, one yeah. of my favorites. Um, when they broke up, the lead singer uh, Ryan Key. First off, he went solo. A lot of good yeah. stuff there. But he was also playing guitar with Newfound Glory for a long time too. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. It, so, what was the whole thing with um, the fallout of Yellow Card with with the violin guy, right? Yeah. So I, I know that he was the like the lead, the main songwriter and everything. And I think he, I, I don't know the drama, but I think he just wanted to spend time with his family. I think because he had like a wife, kids, everything, and he just didn't want to do the tour life anymore. But the, the very little bit of drama him. was, <laughs> so Ryan Key went solo, and his act was like William Ryan Key or whatever it was, and. Obviously, he shows up. He's the face of Yellow Card. Everyone wants to hear Ocean Avenue. He was right. banned from playing Ocean Avenue, like by oh, lawsuit. That's right. Yeah. So, that's like, right. I remember. So I saw him. So you know, Yellow Card's based in Florida. So I saw one of their last U.S. tour uh, shows here in Orlando, and then I saw 
William Ryan Key open up for, I think, Newfound Glory or Bayside or something like that. And everyone was like, Ocean Avenue, Ocean. And he's like, I can't, I can't. And he like goes away from the microphone <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's like, they'll sue me. Like, like he didn't want it like loud, but you know, so now they're doing the 20 year reunion tour for Ocean Avenue, the album. So they'll be able to play it again. But yeah. But those are those $200 tickets that we were talking about the last episode. Like, they're doing a reunion right. tour. They've got some heavy hitters on that tour, but I'm not spending $200 to see that no. show either. No. So speaking of Yellow Card and Ocean Avenue, have you guys seen Emo's Not Dead, the guy who... No. So no. there's this guy, he has a YouTube channel. It's called Emo's Not Dead, where he, he used to be an emo kid. Mm. And he, well, he's, like, living his life as 30-something guy with his girlfriend. And then he'll hear an emo song, and he'll, like, he's transformed into, like, the black, like... Yes, I have seen that one. Yes, okay. With yeah, his yeah, skinny yeah. jeans and his his black zip-up hoodie, and he, like, starts dancing. Like, he even does, like, <laughs> some hardcore dances. And he's, like, singing the song to his girlfriend. And... And she's like, oh, no, it's happening again. Uh-huh, and then, yeah. like, her friends will be like, what is he doing? What is that? What's wrong with that lady? And he, she's like, no, my boyfriend's emo. That's <laughs> really funny. You should check that out. Hilarious. Yeah, but check that out. He actually has um, Ryan, Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan from Yellow Card on one of the on the Ocean Avenue video mm-hmm. about emo's not dead does. And it's it's hilarious. Awesome. And so he. He has like um, My Chemical Romance. He has like Hawthorne. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah. And then he also has a dashboard confessional video video where it's Chris Caraba back when he has the stupid long hair. Mm. Thank God he's cut it since then. (laughs) Easier to touch that way, though. No. No? Okay. (laughs) We need need early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Clean cut, the Chris Carraba. Karen cut. <laughs> That's not a Karen cut. No, no, but he had one for sure. Are you talking about you, just the flip? I back? think you're. I think you're just jealous that we've already like, established that, Robin. I am very jealous of Chris Carraba <laughs> and the attention that he's gotten in his life. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you probably want to do your hair just like him. You probably practice. You probably yeah. practiced for hours trying to perfect that CC hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. CCD. I don't know if I have enough gel. Need you more, need more gel. It is heavily gelled. Yeah, it's heavily gelled. So anyways, he does this like where he's listening to, I think it's Vindicated, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if that was on the Spider-Man 3 soundtrack. That is a good, good song. It's a great song. Yeah. Solid. So he's playing that song and he goes in, he's like in a church and he's like, like, vindicated blah 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 like singing it and uh rocket robin the um hey i can i can sing to some db but anyways he's (laughs) so he's singing it and then the emo's not dead guy comes in and he's like calls him jesus and everything (laughs) or something and he's like oh you know but thank you you know he's like thank you whoever and he's like thank you mr dashboard he calls him mr dashboard but it's it's funny so you got to check out that channel if you're i I remember seeing the my chemical romance one where he's like playing on a like just like walking by a piano and someone hits the chord to start uh black parade and he's like 
do it again. And then he like transforms into like super emo. Yeah, I remember that one. Or well, like, and he um, does this entire dance scene to uh, Helena mm. or whatever with like a professional dancing with the stars dancer fella. That's fun. Or like, uh, uh. <laughs> same thing with like if someone ever asks you like, where are you? And then if the next words aren't, I'm so sorry. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where yeah. are you? But I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like instantly, like my, my fingernails <laughs> that... just painted black just as we were talking about. <laughs> so that secondhand serenade guy. Oh, yeah. It's like a ripoff of and I can't remember his name. They're like he's like the West Coast version, but he wasn't as popular, obviously. But he tried to be exactly like Dashboard Confessional. Mm. And they even have an episode with that guy on Emo's Not Dead. And he's I, like, I like Secondhand Serenade. They were okay. It's it's recycle. It's like wannabe. It's like the dollar store version <laughs> of the Dashboard value Confessional. Version, yeah. We're the talking great about Robin's Jesus equate. Christ here. Okay. Don't you sully that water. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you dare. Hey, you know, you I <laughs> I think I found out about Dashboard. Well, I didn't know. But they were on, like, uh, Stolen was on Scrubs. I was like, man, you know you made it when your song is on the biggest TV show at the time. You know, like, that's Scrubs. I forgot about Scrubs. Oh, so good. That show aged I mean, pretty well, too, by the way. Yes, it did. Yes. I still catch reruns every once in a while. <laughs> There's so many uh, Dashboard songs on different soundtracks. Like, I think there was a rom-com were stolen was mm. on that soundtrack. Um, you know, when we talk about all these bands going from the pop punk, the ska, all the hardcore stuff, and them, it's crazy about how big these things actually got. And only from really listening mm-hmm. to the Krista makes podcast and hearing him talk about it, like, you know, we were signed to our first major. And I'm like, there's so many bands that don't even get to a first major, you know? And yeah. when they talk about it, or like, any, or any. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. just like hearing this song, Let's talk like we were talking in the last episode when band like when face to face went to their major label. It's just like it's crazy to think how not mainstream, but how major they did get at some point. Whereas like yeah. now these bands just it's just not majors are too major at this point. And you don't even need a label anymore, you really. Know. I yeah. mean the, at all. Thank God for SoundCloud Mac- rappers. Yeah, MacBook <laughs> Pro and, and, right. and SoundCloud. Some you got Pro yourself an album. And, yeah, Pro, yeah. Pro yeah. Tools. You can make the whole band by yourself. Yeah, GarageBand. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it's just crazy that all these bands started somewhere like that. Let's see, what other good pop punk bands are there? A band I pulled up. I don't know if you'd count them as pop punk. I think so. At least in the beginning, was uh, Weezer. Oh, Weezer's. Yeah, the Blue Album is probably my favorite album of all time. Yeah. That, that's such a more emo than right. I don't even know if you would call it emo. I don't. It's know just either. a. It's just a. They're indie kind of rock a blurred. Album. Yeah, kind of like yeah. A they're one of those lines. Yeah. Yeah. But they do have band. some like quality pop punk tunes as well, like tossed mm-hmm. into it. Um, and then out of nowhere, they have a few like major smash singles, like Island in the Sun. You know, like yeah. out of nowhere, it's like where the hell did this one come from? It has it doesn't even yeah, sound I, like the rest well, of their. I hate that song. Yeah, but I mean, it's just crazy I that like it, it blew up to that way. Yeah, just Hashpipe was good on that Hashpipe album. Hashpipe was good, and that was one of their that was one of their hits. I just don't like Island Solid in the album. Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. it's like they're what's, it's what's the, uh, Beverly Hills. That was well, yeah. That oh, like, I forgot the, about that the one. The pork and beans. Or oh, whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was. 
solid songs on that record. Just they just had the, some that yeah. are just like, man, what, yeah. what are you doing? Remember Rivers? when, uh, so he came out, Rivers, I think it was after, the, that was the Red album. I think the next one, yes. he had a song, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. I love that's that song. That's a good song. one. Love yeah, that song. that's a good one. But then they have a random song with Lil Wayne on it too. And I'm like, what is this <laughs> bullshit? Like, this right. is terrible. Yeah, like, so Makes bad. No sense. That's like where you go. All right, Rivers, you're a little too popular. I need you to come. Well, down that's when he bit. was trying to collaborate with like everybody. Anyone? He was, yeah. He collaborated with like yeah. Bob and a few other rappers. Yeah. I'm like, no, we don't need this. He did a song with running, Simple Plan. Running out oh, of ideas right. at that point. That song was it's okay. Like, though. Anyone? Like, I'll take anyone. Just, right. He's like, hey, Weezer's kind of falling like, off. I need to make money, so let's let's make this happen. Guys. <laughs> exactly. But. Something I did want to talk about, though, is like when you were talking about how Chris Caraba has influence everywhere, so does Mark Hoppus, right? Like all these big mm-hmm. names. Pete yeah. Wentz does it too. Like, you know, you yeah. were really good in your band. Now I'm going to produce 10 million bands that kind of sound like me and make money off of that. The lead singer That's Goldfinger true. does it a lot. He produced a Blink 182 album at one point. Like, oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he's I think it's the California with, like, album. Yeah, he's worked with Pink. I believe. Um, I mean, John Feldman. Yeah, he's been around mm-hmm. so many different because he's yeah major producer. And yeah. I feel like if you're in this genre, that's where the money is. Like, all right, I'm a little too old to be touring 200 days out of the year. Let me produce some of these major records and make the money yeah. that way. Good investment of your skills. It takes a long time to to hone that stuff in. We st- we have. I don't know if it's still open, but we used to have a little school here in ohio called the recording workshop mm. and you could go to a month-long program um and it taught you all the ins and outs of uh you know audio recording mm-hmm. uh sound engineering and stuff like that and uh my buddy went to it. i don't know if it's still open though but you know yeah my buddy there's... the uh lead singer of my old band he went to this place in New York City called the Institute of Audio Recording, I think it was. Same idea, and he okay. he ended up producing yep. our first record or whatever. But awesome. it, I mean, yeah, it was in a it was in a bedroom still, but I mean, it, it sounded pretty good for what he had to work with. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah it, it's pretty cool that just, you can learn that shit, you know? Because I know what we were talking about last episode, like that those grind, you know, those really grimy sounding records. They didn't know what they were doing. They just press record and hope yeah. for the best. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully they get it on the first take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you're going to have to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, that was always the worst part about being in a band was, was uh, recording, mm. for me at least. I would much rather go play shows because you had to be so fine. Yes. And on time and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we. I remember. Imagine, rec- imagine having to be on time. I remember us. <laughs> yeah, you. You probably have issues with that. I remember mm-hmm. we. W- when I was in my band, we would try out new stuff on stage first, and then like we yeah. would really figure out what the bits were, what the breakdowns were, all that stuff. It's like, all right, let's record it, and we couldn't get it right. And I was like, man, yes. it was so much better live. Why don't we just like keep it live? Let's not record it at all. But fuck it, let's do it live. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. Throw out a band for you. Here we go. Fairweather. Ooh. Yes. That's a good one. If they move, kill them. Oh. Fucking awesome album. That is. Fucking I, awesome album. Oh, my God. I Yeah. I rocked some Fairweather back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Were they on? We played. What label were they on? They weren't on uh, Victory. Where, who were they on? No. Wikipedia tells might... me Equal Vision. 
Yes, Equal, Equal Vision. Vision. Oh, my God. Yes. I knew yeah. it. Because they were see, from the D.C. area. Yes. I think Equal Vision was from down in that area. And Equal Vision, so I don't know if anyone, if you're a hardcore kid, you're probably familiar. So Equal Vision was started by Ray um, from uh, Youth of Today. Mm. And he had a lot of hardcore bands, but also a lot of like indie and emo bands yeah. on yep. equal vision. And yeah, man, I'm looking up th- this uh, lineup. This is crazy. Oh, they had some awesome equal vision. Oh yeah. Awesome. I love, I love equal vision. Uh, Bane uh, in my eyes. Um, those yeah. are some hardcore bands that I loved on equal vision. A 10 yard fight was even on equal vision. What about from autumn to ashes? Were they on mm. equal vision? Were they on Equal Vision or were they on? Were they? Don't see them on this list. No, Currently on there, we have William Ryan Key, Hot Water Music. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fairweather still signed to them. From Autumn to Ashes, what was that album? Too Bad You're Beautiful, right? It was very emo. I'll tell you Justin, that. They're like, uh, they're kind of like an emo, a screamo band. Yes. Yeah. Too Bad You're Beautiful, right? I'm, I'm going to look it up just for verification. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm like impressed by this lineup here. I, I probably knew uh, speaking these. Speaking I, of emo, uh, the Juliana Theory. That mm, now that yeah, was one. That's yeah, very that emo. was very emo. What about? Did you guys get into say anything? Kind of. Uh, not so much. Um, no, they're kind of. They have like a cake vibe where they kind of just like rattle off some stuff it's kind of weird not they just talk they kind of talk right yeah through their songs yeah, yeah. Mm, okay but you know if you're into like the i always said that like if you're into cake you'll like say anything just because it's kind of the same kind of thing just throw some emo on it and you got say anything yeah cake was always weird they just they, they are weird yeah just it was like spoken, you can't put your finger it was like on spoken it. word like with a, with music something. behind it, yeah. With horns, yeah. yeah. They had the horns in there. Oh yeah, that's right. Best thing that, <laughs> that Cake ever did the was um, the theme song to the show Chuck. Not. I don't know if I've heard that. Oh, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. Like green hair or green cake. Too bad you're beautiful. Yeah, that was the from Adam Nashen's album, two thousand one. Too bad you're beautiful, right? Too. Yep. That was a good album. Uh, uh, yeah, I had it. Hopes Fall. Do you remember Hopes Fall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Hopes Fall was. They were decent. Yeah. I saw them a handful band. of times. It seemed like they toured with like all the metalcore bands that ever toured Pretty as like much. an opener. Yeah. yeah. Um, Beloved was. I forgot uh, about them. Yeah. Very much, very much like Hopes Fall. They were yep. another one of those solid state Christian bands. Were did they have members? From another band, was it Zao? No, not Zao. Um, it wouldn't probably. be surprised if it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Zao. But I don't think Zao's had a thousand. <laughs> I think they're still rocking too. They well, yeah, they're going to play Furnace Fest this year. I'm going to Furnace Fest, so mm. I'm going to get to see all those emo and old hardcore yeah. bands. It's exciting. See, yeah. When I looked up Beloved, the first similar artist listed is Hope's Fall. There you go. Yeah, they were both pretty good. Zayo's listed. Poison the Whale. Ooh, mm. Dead Poetic. I forgot Dead about Poetic. I remember them. 
Yeah. There, there are so many. Yeah. That's what I was doing last night. I was like looking up these bands. Like, oh, <laughs> and, and just then falling you go down, down to, the rabbit hole, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And you go to like the similar artist band. And you're like, holy shit. I remember playing shows with mm. them before they were even <laughs> something. Yeah. That's a, and that's how it was. Um, Fairweather. We played a certain, we played three or four shows with them. And they were always the most nicest people and and fun to hang out with. Um, always enjoyed playing shows with them, and their shows were so high energy. Um, it was uh, it was really a good time. Um, they're the ones them and who the hell was the other band? Oh, Bayside. Bayside's Bayside. The yeah, I love yeah. Bayside. They're, yeah, they're awesome. Uh, they're the ones who got us into uh, all the Warp Tour stuff. Really? Uh, yeah, w- uh, we just had to go in with them. So they're like, "Yeah, um, if you ride in our band, we'll just say you're a part of our um, our group. Mm. Uh, you know, we'll just carry an amp or something." But uh, what most people don't know about the Warp Tour, if you're in a band, you know, you got to be there at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we had to be there at seven o'clock in the morning after being up till, you know, four o'clock in the morning and then standing on hot pavement all day. Yeah. Tans. Oh, there you go. Yeah, You're back. My camera okay. was acting weird. Um, I love Bayside. Uh, my band opened for them in a festival in uh, Northeast Pennsylvania and our trumpet player was huge into them. And I was like, Oh, whatever. Like it's just one of your weirdo emo bands or whatever. Then I heard them and I'm like, Holy shit, where I have been a hater for too long. And they're they've got to be one of my top five bands right now. Like yeah, so good, so good. And they, they've had the longevity. Yeah, Anthony is such his voice is very. Unique. I was gonna say his voice is what sells it for me. It's just yeah, his songwriting and his voice is just so good. And every album that comes back, we were talking earlier about how Mike Herrera matures with his music. So does so does Anthony. It's just spot absolutely. On. I actually yep. There they did this thing. It was um, where's the band tour? I think is what it was called. And it was all the lead singers of a bunch of bands. So it was Anthony. It was Ace Enders from the early November. It was uh, Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids. And there was Ooh, one other. That's, a, that's one we haven't mentioned. Yeah. yeah the Get, um, up Get Up Kids. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I saw them and I, I got to take a picture with Anthony. And I was like, this is so cool. And I was like right yeah. in my band loving prime. It was, it was spot on. Band loving prime. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the Get Up Kids. So good. What about Reggie and the Full Effect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're good. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was Ooh. I, I like. I was more into them for a moment than I was the Get Up Kids. Mm-hmm. What's what was the spinoff from the Get Up Kids? Ooh, oh gosh! Uh, While you guys are looking that up, I'm just going to throw out there that Newfound Glory is going out on tour over the summer, and the Get Up yeah. Kids is one of the opening bands. Ooh, As no is shit. the starting line and Motion City mm-hmm. soundtrack and All American Rejects. Yeah, I saw the All American Rejects. Yeah. They're like the co-headliner with Newfound. I saw. I saw All American Rejects with uh, Fall Out Boy. It was stupid. <laughs> I saw All American <laughs> Rejects. They op- well, they opened up for Blink One Eighty Two on their first reunion tour. Um, yeah, which they were fun. They actually were not bad at all. Had a lot of fun there. But then at a college where I used to live. It was Yellow Card and All American Rejects that played. I was, it, it was, I mean, it was really, it was a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie, but the one thing that got me with All American Rejects is they played a brand new song. It was all about it, like it was the whole song was like we don't give a fuck, we don't give a fuck, and I loved it. And they never released the song. I was like, God dang it, man! 
<laughs> so it was the New Amsterdam's. Mm, oh yeah. Okay. Yes, but, I remember them. They had oh, they had a good song. I can't remember um, my favorite song by them. The anniversary. Look. There's another oh, quality band. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true emo right there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The anniversary. Gosh, can't find. There was another spinoff of like the Get Up Kids. They were super good. I'll have to. My brother will know, but I'll get back to you guys. Okay. Put put a pin in that one right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the next episode. Yeah. Um, speaking of, we talked about last episode. We kind of teased on them, but I'll bring it back. It saves the day. Yeah. Another another New Loved Jersey saves the day. Heavyweight. Me too. That's who else was playing. Chris Conley showed up and played in that show as well. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. Okay. It was a great night, man. Um, oh, in May 2021, Conley was accused of sexual misconduct and grooming by oh. a male fan who was a minor at the Sweet. time of the alleged abuse. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it goes back oh. to what we were saying. Man. Oh. Come on, guys. Gosh. But. Get your shit together, Before guys. that, I mean, they, they were responsible for a lot of cool albums, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Through being cool and in reverie. Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah, I mean, okay. So what is your favorite album? From out of through being cool and say what you are, stay what Ooh. you are. Sorry, oh. I'm going through being cool. I mean, that's the the one I heard first, so I'm gonna have to second that emotion. I think I heard stay what you are first because of at your funeral, but yeah, that was a I think through being one. yeah oh yeah shoulder but to the wheel. Cool. That's the first song I heard. What happened? Where where Tenny go? <laughs> he gone. It's just us. Those. It's just us guys now. <laughs> now who's having the technical difficulties? The... Right. Get your shit together, yeah, the Daddy Tens. The guy who runs the whole world. <laughs> and he's not even here. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i going to go through being cool, but, I mean, stay what you are still freaking solid. Yeah, I mean, at your funeral, like, that song is definitely holds a special you know place there but um which i heard the story i think it was on chris to makes a podcast where um chris conley talks about why he wrote that song and it was basically because it had something to do with like like driving under the influence and like doing reckless shit while they were all Mm. high and drunk something like that That makes sense it was with a band a band they were touring with and i can't remember what band it was but that's why they wrote that song oh i don't know about you you but when i first heard the song i always thought he said if i farted at your house (laughs) (laughs) instead of if i flooded out your house yes i was like man that's super fucking funny (laughs) i like this band but it, it is not I, it is if not. I farted at your house. It is not. But every but, single time I hear that song, that's what I think of. I, if I farted I, at your house. <laughs> I think you can go either way, flooded or farted. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on your mood. If you're in a upbeat, funny, jokester mood, then go with farted. Yeah. I can't listen to the song and not think that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, but, he, I had to look at the lyrics because i pretty sure that's what I thought, too. I'm like, did he really just say that? Uh, there's no <laughs> way. No way he said farted. <laughs> uh, it's farted. 
It will always be farted. It will always but, be farted to you. Um, let's see here. They had some bangers on there. Certain tragedy. Oh yeah, so good. Yep. But I think through being cool is. I think every song on that album is good. You Vandal. I mean, it doesn't oh, get yeah. much better than that. Yeah. It was, that was, yeah, just a fun, upbeat, after you'd listen to, like, some freaking hard-ass shit, like, listening to some, like, angry, like, ho- hope conspiracy, and then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I need a break. Let's put on three being cool. Some saves the day. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I, I'll... Usually, like, if I get in my truck and I'm driving around, I'll just put my playlist on, you know, shuffle or whatever. Yeah. And I spend a lot of time hitting, okay, next song, next song. But if Saves the Day ever comes on. There's no skips. No. Absolutely no skips. not. Are you going to answer him? <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to He's multitask. He's your daddy, so. You should have, it should have been you. Girls can multitask, guys cannot. But I wasn't a dispatcher like you. You're a better multi. Aren't dispatchers? That better? was God. That that was <laughs> 2003. That was 20 years ago. Oh, you'll always be a dispatcher. Once a dispatcher, yeah, always a hey, dispatcher. It's, listen, it's Dispatcher Appreciation Week, so you watch your tongue. So should I send you a mug? Yeah, do what <laughs> uh, do what my department did, and just probably buy him a pizza or something. Well, so my wife's a dispatcher. Oh, so what are you getting her? Oh, she's married to me. That's her ultimate oh, prize. Is to be... <laughs> Isn't it the the gold thin line for dispatch? Yes, I think so. So you should get her a gold necklace or something. Okay. I'll get her a <laughs> pearl necklace. <laughs> she probably doesn't want that at all. She does not want anything to do with me. <laughs> I love her. She um, sounds awesome. Tins. Tens. Oh, yes, she is. She is, and she is a blessing for putting up with me. But exactly, that's that's uh, what I was saying. She sounds yeah, awesome yeah, for yeah. tolerating your your ass for all these years. Yeah, and, and you know, being a dispatcher on top of that. I mean, yeah, that's we met in the we met in the academy. Um, in the dispatch academy. Officer. Oh, she was a police it, officer. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we both went through the police academy at the same time, and I was a dispatcher. Um, so that's not surprising. She... There's always one, like one couple in an, each academy class that gets married. Yeah, <laughs> we have some. We have some um, of our guys are who are married at the office. One of our detective. Of well, he's not a detective anymore. He's a. He's now in the community liaison unit. So Ooh, he's super special. Community real good dude. Liaison. Like, yeah. Or community services, whatever the fuck they they go out and eat cheesecake with coffee the public with the, or whatever. Coffee with a yeah. cop. That's all they do. Um, uh, but he's a real good dude. Like assistant SWAT team commander, just has a gravy gig Monday through Friday. But his wife is like the our lead dispatcher. Um, a couple of our sergeants are married. So it's, I mean, yeah. A I think, cliche. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ten says his computer froze and is now running an update. Oh, jeez! <laughs> but it appears we're still recording, so this show can go any direction that we want it to go. Oh, I didn't look at it. I'm afraid to look. Ah, he was at ten percent. That's not good. What? 
Why did he take a picture of us on the screen? He was... Did he? Yeah, that's the first sure? photo. Oh, my, it's a very flattering picture of me, too. And your eyes are closed. You look like you're <laughs> making out with your microphone, your new microphone oh, I, I was there. about to deep throat the microphone. <laughs> uh, so what? who's your favorite pop punk band? Oh, it's got to be Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory. That's mine yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. you just can't go wrong. And they're so funny, too. Mm-hmm. So one of our fellow punk rock cops sent me a split 7-inch with um, Newfound Glory and Dashboard Confessional where they cover each other's songs. Wow. Okay. It's just delightful. So I'm going to have to give that a listen. Do you think it's on like Apple Music? Um, I don't think so. I think it's on YouTube. I'm gonna pull this puppy out and see which songs. So I had to beg him. Number one, I had to beg him for because he had two copies or three copies, and I had to beg him to give this to me. Um, is it vinyl? You said. Yeah, it's a seven inch, so it's on okay. purple swirl. Wow, very pretty? pretty. Yes. And so. Yeah, I don't see it on uh, on their album listing. I know you you can find it on YouTube. So New Fan Glory yeah. covers Swiss Army Romance and Saints oh. and Sailors. Wow. And then Dashboard covers Better Off Dead and All About Her. So good. So good. Cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, No, I I don't think it gets any better than Newfound Glory. I mean, I have a a friend who says they are just like the Backstreet Boys of pop punk. I was like, that may be, but they're the fucking best. They are. And, you know, so versatile. Oh, there he is, finally. Oh, get your shit together. Man, I get the (laughs) Get Your Shit Together award this episode. Yeah, like I thought Justin was bad. And that'll do it, folks. Have a nice night. (laughs) Jeez. Like, what what was that picture about? Like, you took a picture of us, and Justin was like deep throating his his microphone in that picture. (laughs) I think you're saving that that for later. You're saving that picture for later. I am. That was what my computer froze on. And, like, (laughs) That was it. So I was like, let me show you guys that this is what I'm looking at. And then your computer was like, oh, (laughs) Justin looks so good right there. This is the moment. I'm going to save this for later. She's very pretty. It's going to be in my hidden. She is pretty. Hidden uh, photos folder for later. Well, you were talking about Chris Caraba and I couldn't relate. (laughs) So I had to take a picture of Justin. That's the closest you got. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shoot. So what what did I miss aside from the last time? We were just trying to bullshit. (laughs) We went off on some tangents. It's going to be an interesting listen for you. Perfect. It's it's going to be a little Easter egg of a. um, So you'll just have to wait and find out. Nugget. Yeah. (laughs) I I always I always like the surprises at the end. It's like finding a Um, peanut M and M in between your couch cushions. uh Still uh good. Yeah. Still good, still counts. Um, yeah, my computer froze when you're asking what my fa- what the favorite uh, saves the day album yes. is. Did I miss that conversation? Yes. You or? did, but go ahead. Oh, um, I think in Reveries was was my favorite back in the day. Oh, I liked you're that wrong one a lot. <laughs> yeah. I liked them all, but that was that you're would be fired. The they're still pumping wrong out music. Um, it's it's 
not as good, but I mean, yeah. In comparison, it's a lot softer now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much more, very yeah, much more old. like mainstream. Yeah, so are we. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I'm just saying they're older than us. Are they? <laughs> a little I'd bit. Probably, yeah. I would. I would say yeah. Probably. To the Google machine when uh, Chris Conley isn't grooming Yeesh. young children. <laughs> young boys. He is actually 43 years old. Okay. Yeah, a couple oh, okay. years older. Oh, that's his problem. He he was born on February twenty ninth. He's a he's a leap year baby. That's ah. he was cursed from the start. Then I don't think I've ever met somebody who was born on leap day on Fe- on February twenty ninth. Yep, I had a friend yep. in fifth grade who was. So they still like they celebrated her birthday like on the twenty eighth just to yeah you know, mm. make um, what about so you said you were back on Newfound Glory or Yeah, we're back on Newfound Glory. But what do you think of uh the one before through being cool? Uh can't slow down. Mm. Saves the day. Do I know that one? That Yeah, that's kind of an afterthought. Cuz that was the one. That wasn't obviously that wasn't their breakout album. Through being cool no, was not, their breakout. Their yeah, breakout. Yeah, for sure. I would have to re-listen because I can't for yeah, the life of me think of one song <laughs> off of that album. Well, you had two just huge bangers of an album back to back, and it, you forget about the stuff that came before that. Mm-hmm. Just like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's almost like Newfound Glory. Do you remember what album was before Sticks and Stones? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up, though. I think, so it, was, I I think it was self-titled. I, I believe. Oh, yeah. There was, yeah actually, okay. I think there was two. There was one where there was a newfound glory, and then when they took the A off. So, mm. yep. I loved their album where they just did like covers. Yeah. They have a few of yeah, them now. Yeah, they have a few but now, yeah. but what was the one that had um, one of my favorite covers of a punk band is, and people might argue with me, and they're like, that's just a random, but The Glory of Love. Mm-hmm. Which is the one of the Karate Kid songs? Okay, I think it was Karate yep. Kid too, right? Um, that cover is because that was originally by um, who was that originally by? Oh my God! Huey Lewis in the news? No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they covered quite not a few Chicago. of his songs. Though. Is it Chicago? No, I have no idea. Oh my God! What, or, it was. This, when did that come out? What that's oh, drive through records. I forgot. Drive no, 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 no. The, 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 the cover album. Uh, the early 2000s. The cover album was from Screens to the Stereo. Okay. 2007 is when the album came out. What was the name of the song, Robin? The Glory of Love. The Glory. So that's in Screen to Stereo Part One, I think. Yeah, The Glory Hole of Love. Yeah, I only have the. Hmm. Oh, here it is. Um,. Came out in 2000. Come on now, don't freeze on me here. Glory of Love was by Pete Cetera. Yeah, but he was like the singer of like Chicago or something. Chicago. Yeah, yeah wow. Chicago. See, I knew I was right. That was a long way around the block to get don't. that little <laughs> nugget of information. Hey, and I'm going off memory here. And my memory after having three children is not as good as it mm. used to be. But I remember a new fan glory, random New Fan Glory cover song. <laughs> hey, that works. I really like their most recent cover album. So part three of that okay. series where they did, um, 
They did. They did a Huey Lewis in the News song. They did. Um, oh, that's that right. Guess. The Power of Love. Let's just yeah, you're threw right. that out there. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they did the Power of Love. Oh, that's right. That's okay. right. Yeah. Fantastic song. Um, it is a fantastic song. Yeah, they did a few. They did one from uh, the Greatest Showman of All Time. Okay. Um, just uh, it's always covers from movie soundtracks. And I, I, uh, oh, they did Cups. They did the song oh, Cups right. from um, from uh, whatever that Pitch Perfect Anna Kendrick song. Pitch Perfect. Yeah, but it was really well done, and I I remember seeing the tour for that album and they i mean their stage show is always great so they like they did the rocky they did eye of the tiger and he comes out wearing you know the apollo creed <laughs> red white and blue trunks and everything like it was it's a show yeah. you know and, and that's kind of that, that makes it a little bit different so I, I appreciate it for sure i've just always enjoyed newfound glory yeah absolutely oh, yeah. robin that's asked what, me you know oh, yeah, right ahead. before you came back robin asked me what my probably my favorite pop punk band of all time was and it's it's definitely newfound glory mm-hmm. yeah i i agree i would say newfound glory just because like they don't miss you nope, know it's never. just constantly quality yeah. they just we were talking about it i think in the last episode um that they, their newest album but it's like all acoustic yes i haven't listened to it it's, yet it's really good Is it? okay yeah. Really quality. Um, yeah i love their new album um dream dream born again was the first song they released off that album. And it's yes. so good. And it's, you feel like they wrote that back in, you know, 99 or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's very old. Yeah. Feeling. You just feel but in a good way. Yeah. But then you watch the video. Have you seen the video? Oh my God. <laughs> so the video is super cheesy. It's like them out mm. in a field and they're like sitting on stools playing ac- acoustic guitars. And then there's this just random beautiful girl that's in this like summer dress and she's just walking around petting a horse and you're just like is this fucking (laughs) like real life here you guys are like dads (laughs) in your 40s and you're like on store it's silly but it's i love that song it's a great song they're uh, (laughs) um go ahead go ahead tense oh no i'm just looking at their like their lineups because they've had so many different fill-ins throughout and currently we were talking about how chad is out because he's yeah. doing cancer he's yeah. going through cancer treatments but he's got the uh guitarist from four years strong is Ooh, for them which is really that's another crazy. one i love four years strong that's one of my i totally forgot about four years strong you're get down with them and, justin uh, for a while i think what's up did you ever get down with them four years strong no, no, sure didn't. Wow. Okay. Do you know strong who they arm. are? All right then. Strong arm. I love strong arm. Hell yeah. Well, uh, well Chad well, was married to Haley Williams, right? At one point, he's been married. He's on his fourth marriage, I believe. Good for or him. Third. <laughs> Good for him. Because I, I see, I see that <laughs> Haley Williams is a uh, fill-in for them at one point. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's on his fourth marriage. He posts. I follow Chad third, on uh, on Instagram. He posts mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, he just wished the best for the guy. Yeah, know. definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, he too, he's been sure. such an influence, like both in the hardcore scene and you know the the pop punk scene. So yeah, mm-hmm. I loved their um, Forever and Ever X Infinity album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was a really good one. Good, yeah. I was surprised how good it was. You can tell that Chad wrote a lot of it because mm-hmm. I mean, if you just single out the guitar, I mean, it's hardcore. Mm. It's just oh, it's yeah. hardcore with pop punk vocals over yeah, top of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Easy core. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the whole easy core thing. I mean, because of Chad, 
And, like, just going back, like, ah, I just, Shy Halud, when he was, you know, the, the vocalist. Yeah. I, I love Shy Halud. I, I love Shy Halud, too. They're so good. Because of Chad. That's, they made <laughs> the only good no effect song even better. That's true. Gosh, do we hit everything on my list? Ooh, the Strider. There's something. Strider. The Strider. So good, dude. Look him up. Gonna have to Are you going to give uh, us anything other than that to go off of? The? No, fend for yourself. Masquerade. <laughs> the Strider. Masquerade in the Key of Crime. Hmm. Um, Long Island Band. Oh, gosh. I wish I knew. Oh, on Equal Vision. Yeah, they had um, members go to form other good bands, too, and I can't think of the freaking name. I type in Strider Band, and I get a Rod Stewart article. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I didn't know Rod Stewart did pop punk. That's pretty crazy, man. This guy's everywhere. All right. Oh. The S-T-R-Y-D-E-R. Oh, that's why I put it with an I. Yeah. So they had a guy. So they had a glass jaw member... One of their guys, their bassist went to go join Saves the Day. Yeah, I I believe that was before. I've never heard of this band, so I'm not sure. It's it's pretty solid punk rock album, uh, pop punk album. Check that out. Yeah. You know, a band that another New York band is well, there's two. Is the Movie Life, and then they became I Am the Avalanche. Yeah, the Movie Uh Life is great. Yeah, the Movie Life. Yeah. I saw them open for Bayside. They they reun- reunited. That's a word. Um, and then, yeah, played. That was really good. Uh, Vinny was on Chris to Make's podcast for one of his uh, I Am the Avalanche. Oh. That's such a cool name. I Am the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was the. I am the, and like, I'm the walrus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, all their songs are very, like, anthem sounding. Like, you know, it's just a lot of yelling. and. So I have another Florida band. That's on my list. Uh, Mayday Parade. No, but I like them. Oh. I do like them. <laughs> um, a Day to Remember. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, I never really got into them. So some of their stuff, like their first couple albums are really good, like uh, yep. Homesick. But I know that no, they were kind no one of... No Column? They were, they yeah. were kind of um, a band that chad gilbert took under his wing and they did yeah. a whole like tour like called easy core with like i think they were touring with new fan glory the easy core tour so that's mm. that's a good one yeah they um they're i i love them but definitely in the recent history mm. of them probably from like 2015 to current they've gotten very poppy oh, really okay with uh with yeah they're starting to sound way more produced uh, and less authentic i would believe um but their their early stuff still to this day i'll listen yeah. to it and i can't believe it's you know 10 15 years old or yeah whatever. it still sounds really yeah i like their early but, stuff i haven't i don't think i've heard any of their newer stuff yeah like they did a song with marshmallow like that that producer the synthesizer who producer. you <laughs> kind of you're so, digital oh uh marshmallow the uh um, marshmallow he's like marshmallow. super poppy Oh, yeah. the guy that he's wears done... the, the head, he's like a DJ. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, axes okay. for eyes or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he looks like he's a marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a marshmallow. He does. He does. So, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of them. They're from huh. Ocala huh. in Florida. So they're, and uh, again, like they've got a lot of good covers as well. Like their originals are really good, but they've got a lot of good covers that yeah, I, have come out from them. My as well. favorite song by them is, because uh, they were on Victory, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Have Faith in Me is the song I really yeah. love by them. And then uh, All Signs Point to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. And a plot to born. Uh, Plot to bomb the panhandle. That's one of my favorites too. <laughs> um, apparently, so apparently, uh, <laughs> this guy that used to book a lot of bands where I started out when I was in my band, he toured all the time. He was in a punk band back in the day, and he used to play house shows with Yellow Card and A Day to Remember before they all blew up and everything. And he said that like. A day to remember was just a bunch of dicks. Ooh. Like they were always <laughs> like the they were like the football team, you know, they were like, Oh, we're better than you guys, whatever oh, and like wouldn't funny. hang out at the house shows and shit like that. Apparently, like if you look up Yellow Card's first ever album, I think it's called like Midget Tossing or something like that. It is just a grimy punk album. Like it's so like not good, but it's it's good for what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um apparently those guys have always been down to earth. I don't know where they added a violin if they're, you know, playing a record called midget tossing and then they got a violin at it when i saw them in gosh it must have been oh one oh two they had the violinist um mm-hmm. one for the kids still probably my favorite yellow card album yeah um they were absolutely fantastic live um yeah it was right before ocean avenue came out uh just a smaller venue, but gosh, they packed that place. Mm. And I saw the dude, and I hadn't ever heard of them. I was just dating this girl who liked them, and we went to this show, and I was I was blown away. Um, yeah, another good band that we used to play with all the time. They don't really feel fit into the pop punk. They were kind of weird. They had like a moog, um, and we mm. played shows with them all the time. Um, another Long Island band, the Reunion Show. Uh, they were on Victory Records there for mm. a little while. The they later show? broke the reunion show. Yep, super good. Um, Poppy has like a moog. Um, they later formed Action Action, okay. which was mm. terrible. But yeah, yeah <laughs> if you get a get a chance, listen to the reunion show. Their their album is uh, the one that was on Victory is good. But if you can get the one. Before that, I forget what label that was. They were on a smaller label. Um, they put out an album. It was so good. Uh, it's called The Motion. It's just an EP. Hmm. Kill Your Television was their Victory Records album. And then The Motion. Yeah. We played a bunch of shows with them. They always blew us out hmm. of the water. <laughs> They were so good. They really were. All those like little, those Long Island bands, um, and New Jersey bands. Everything that come out of, came out of that area up there, just so yeah. good. It's like yeah. it's just like the in the last episode we talked about, like all those. Think about all the good skate punk bands that came out of Southern California. For sure. Yeah. 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 And, and earlier I was looking at 
other bands from New Jersey because we were kind of talking about it. And like you got um, the early November, they're from New Jersey, I believe. Coheed and Cambria. Uh, hidden in plain view. Oh, yeah. They're so Coheed and Cambria, yeah. That guy's voice is so weird. I, I just, I yeah. could never watch get it. down with it. Watch. what? Well, so their first album is amazing. Watch an interview with their singer, Sergio. He's got to be the most so socially awkward person I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, at least in this interview, like the interviewer would ask him a question and he would answer, but he'd look straight down at the floor. It was just super weird. It was on TV. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. But I, lo- I like Coheed a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. re- Coheed's fun. Real weird mm-hmm. in person. Very, very weird. But... Hey, as long as they make good music, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, like, guys in bands, guys and girls in bands, like, they're super, they're, a lot of times are super awkward, and that's how they met their bandmates. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's be awkward to be together, and, you know, then before you know it, they had no other way to express how they felt in life. Yes. Music was it for them. So I, I've definitely got no no qualms about it being quite awkward myself and unable to make good music, so. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um I have a friend who's, um, he's like a guitar virtuoso. Um, I mean, went to a conservatory for classical guitar. Um, you know, pretty much said at one point he was practicing eight to 10 hours a day. Just incredible. Mm-hmm. I've never met another musician who was as good as him, but knew, I mean, he knew the music theory and all that stuff could explain everything that he was doing has no social skills Mm -hmm. and it's cool i mean we could hang out all day we talk all day and it's just you're right tens it's just like i'm fine with expressing myself in in that way and and that's that's what's worked for them i think as we move along this whole punk rock experience i'd like to get people like you like i who either have or are currently in bands kind of get that vibe because I feel like there's so much of that, you know, and I know from being in a band, like when I was on stage, I was at peace. Like I felt like I could finally like express myself in a certain way. Um, cause I'm not super musical. Like I can't really play and put things together, but performing was always kind of my thing. Cool. So I'm sure many people kind of feel that same way. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking back to the bands we played in, um, especially like my first one, our, our guitar player was like that. He was very um, socially awkward. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we were best friends growing up, so there was no social awkwardness between us. But, you know, I could see how it would be when yeah. you have other groups of people around. And then, I mean, you do have people that are super charismatic on and off stage. So it, it, that happens too. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times these musicians – use that to express themselves because that's all they know how to do. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, it's, you know, they're hidden within the band. They're mm-hmm. not front. They're not front men or they're not up True. there on stage, you know, making the show of it. They're guys like, I mean, I, I'm, I have a little bit more of an outgoing personality than some of my other bandmates did, but, uh, you know, I was always the guy back line on bass or, you know, mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. front a band eventually, but that was, you know, well after. You had broken out of your shell at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of like all the ba- a lot of the bands we've mentioned today 
newfound yellow card. Like their leads, or their lead singer is not the songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just kind of and that speaks to that. That always kind of intrigues me. Yeah. Um, because I know that like Pete Wentz was the main mm-hmm. lyrics writer for the band. Mm-hmm. Man, it's, and Patrick's voice is awesome. He, I think he's got one of the best punk rock voices out there. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, off the punk rock topic, and I didn't know this till the other day, the bassist for Stone Temple Pilots was the one who wrote most of their music. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was on, um, I don't know, it was some guy I follow on Instagram um, who breaks down all these songs and stuff. Um, I'll send it to you guys when I can find it. But he was on his social media podcast thing. And uh, he had their bass player on, which I've always admired his bass playing. He's a very good musician. Um, but he was talking about like when he wrote Plush or when he wrote uh, Vaseline and this and that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot. I never knew that the, the bass player was the guy mm-hmm. who was writing all this material. And, uh, well, and yeah, it was kind of awesome. bass player, too. Oh, absolutely. He's phenomenal. Well, that's kind of like how the main songwriter for most of their career for Lesson Jake was the drummer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like mm-hmm. that, that blew my mind, you know, when I found that out. And then when I found out that he left and now the the two lead singers co-write the songs now, I'm like, oh, well, that's that's pretty rad. You know, and you now that I know that, I can hear the difference in the writing, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, yeah, kind of. Fun. Yeah. And another, I guess my, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Robin. Another, no, go ahead, Robin. another like, um people some people don't realize is like gorilla biscuits uh walter schreifels uh the bass player wrote a lot <laughs> for gorilla biscuits and um he wrote like the first civ album completely <laughs> you know on his own before you know yeah. um so it just goes to show that just because you're not a front man doesn't mean like you're not making you know, you're not writing the lyrics, you're not writing the music or whatever. Like a lot of yeah. people have that misconception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah, I could never piece it all together. Like I, w- I would come up with parts or riffs or whatever, but I needed everybody else there to kind of help me piece everything mm-hmm. together or be the ones mm-hmm. that say like, Hey dude, that's, that's stupid. We're not doing that. I always, when I was in my band, I was, I'm always been writing forward. Like I can write, I can just do that. Whether it be songs stories whatever but again musically i lacked so i would be like hey i'd go to my buddy henry i'd be like hey this is the song i wrote and he goes to him he couldn't do that he couldn't like put music to already written words so i'm like i'm just gonna keep this in my back pocket that we have a riff we don't know what to do with yeah and it would be either hit or miss but you know some people can do both some can do one not the other It's, it's pretty interesting and songwriting as a whole that's always interests me as well it's like how do you put that all that together and like that's why I love the Krista Makes podcast. Plugged it enough. Maybe he'll be on the show one day. Hopefully. <laughs> but making him rich. Because he sits down with the um, with the songwriters yeah. and how they came up with it. And I was just listening to the one, um, Story of a Girl. Oh, it, yeah. Like that pop song. Yeah. This is a story of a And I was like, oh, this is just some cheesy pop song that has no meaning to it. No, it turns out there's a lot of meaning to it. And is that kind of blew me away, That's too. That's what I love about his podcast is he you know, goes over the lyrics of the songs with mm-hmm. the songwriter word for word. And I just love it. Like one of my favorite, um, episodes is when he goes over, um, Oh my God. You're thinking of Chris Carrabba. 
brain. Well, he did an episode. Always. He did an episode with Chris Demakes, I believe. I, I forgot what song. Was it for uh, Vindicated? No, it was not Vindicated. Good song, though. I love that song. Um, I forgot the name of the... Just forget I said anything. I'm... Okay, I'm... well, <laughs> we'll uh, circle back. Circle back. Right circle back. Circle back. Yeah. So, okay, so since we're kind of like 40 minutes past the, when that came up, but so your favorite pop punk band is newfound glory. Robin, what would your pop punk band be? So mine was is it dashboard. <laughs> Number one, they're not pop punk. They're emo. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, yeah, no, um, newfound glory right. is mine as well. Um, it, it, like just every reason you guys gave is the reason why they're, mm-hmm. they're mine. Like they're just, you know, they're known in different genres for just being an icon, I feel. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're still trying to make music and, you know, touring and stuff like that. And that just goes to show that they still have, you know, fans. Like, whether you're in in, in your 20s or in your 40s, they still, you right. know, have their fans. So, um, and just... We've, gr- yeah, we've I, grown up with them now, too. Yeah. Over the last 20, Mm -hmm. 23 years or so. Exactly. And, you know, when we were 20 years old and we were jocking them and we were super pop punk kids and now we're just pop punk adults and we're (laughs) like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go see newfound glory. But yeah, it is, it is awesome that they're still pumping out music and touring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and to that, I mean, they could play all the old stuff and we'd be just as happy as when they put out new records, you know? Um, So Yeah. I'm uh I'm the same way. I feel the same way about Newfound Glory, but I would also put up their Bayside just because I've never Quality. Yeah, I just can't listen to them and not enjoy what I listen to. So that's if and at, at one point I think they toured together and I think I went to that show it was just amazing. Oh, one other pop punk ish, I don't even know what he's considered, but Frank Turner is oh, another one of my favorite acts. Yeah, I love Frank. Um, he's coming. I don't know if he's pop punk, but he's no, like, he's like no, I would acoustic punk. Yeah, he's like I would put him in that category with like you know hot water music with mm, gaslight flannel anthem. Punk. Flannel punk, yeah, yeah, I like about that. you can't because he mm-hmm. has those punk influence songs, and then he has those like acoustic-y songs um and fun fact he used to be a hardcore kid too oh yeah he used to be the lead singer in a hardcore yeah, band absolutely in the, in the one UK. of his um so there's this um youtube channel or youtube channel that does amiibo records where you know celebrities and musicians come through and just pick their favorite cds and records and he was on there mm-hmm. and one of his picks was converge i think it was jane doe which I'm not a Converge mm. fan, but I mean that just I don't think there is that... any other album other than Jane Doe for Converge, at least for me. Well, I don't <laughs> care for Converge. I've seen them a handful of times, and I love Boston bands, but they're just I couldn't take them because it's uh, they're okay. But yeah, that just goes to show he's you know a hardcore kid at heart because you know he's mm-hmm. he's rocking Converge. Um, he's also a handsome British gentleman as well. Um, no, but I love. He puts on a dandy of a show. Let me just. Tell um, you. But Tape Deck Heart is a great album. Yeah, that's I have a, that that's on a vinyl. Knockdown. I, 
Um, he's currently on tour with the Interrupters. Yeah. Or he's going to be over the summer. Yep. Which is pretty wild. And I was very upset to see that that's not even coming to Florida. I was like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, he's but coming. They're coming here in May. So I'm definitely going to see if I can. It's not on a I saw line, him so. headline in Orlando. And the Medzingers opened the show. Oh. And then they had some random band in between that was not good at all. I'm like, how <laughs> dare you not have <laughs> the Menzingers direct support? Killing the vibe. It really did. So the opener was called um, the Homeless Gospel Choir. It was a one-man show. Mm-hmm. Really, like, obscure, but it was fun. Then you had the Menzingers just freaking brought all the energy. Everyone was going. And then it was some weird, like, southern rock band that was terrible. Weird. And brought the energy all the way down. And then Frank Turner came up. I was like, what? <laughs> Who's decided the order of these bands? This was terrible. Don't you be dissing Skinner. No, I mean, in a different show, they would have been just fine. If they were in some kind of, like, motorcycle rally, that would have been great. But <laughs> opening directly before Frank Turner? No, sir. Okay. No, sir. Oh, that's why I, I like how that um, – so usually if I'm sitting at the station writing a report or something like that, I'll throw some music on. Um, mm-hmm. If nobody's around, you know, it could be death metal, could be hardcore. But – if uh, if other people are around, a lot of times I'll default to pop punk because I think mm-hmm. that anybody who knows at least a little bit or enjoys a little bit of music knows what a a catchy tune can sound like or in, yes. and at least tolerate it. Whereas if I'm playing, quote unquote, kill your mom music, you know, <laughs> they're like, what the fuck is this shit? Right. But uh I uh, I bonded with one of my first training officers because he put on, I think it was Take This to Your Grave. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're into Fallout Boy. Yeah. And he goes, into Fallout Boy? I used to open for them back in the day. Oh, that's fucking uh, awesome. And then, yeah. yeah. And then that opened, you know, that opened the door for us to chat. And, again, music saves lives, right? Music brings everything no, together. Absolutely. And we, to this day, have a good relationship based on music. Like, hey, what show have you seen? Yeah. Blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. So it's it's really rad. Yeah, I reconnected with um, with an old friend um, who's kind of going through some shit right now. Um, you know, we're just in and out of bands together all the time. Um, and it's not so much that he def- defriended me because I was in law enforcement. I think our lives just took different paths and, mm-hmm. but we reconnected and it was just like, it's, we started talking music and it was like, we were 18 year olds, 18 years old again. It, and we never lost touch with each other and we still have the same interests. It was just like, it's funny how two completely different life paths can just come back together because of music. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a guy he used to play in a band that used to play shows with mine and their band at the day back in the day was called Kelsey and the chaos. And it was one of those like Paramore type bands, female lead singer type thing. I was going to say, it's gotta be ska. No, no, they were, they were very much <laughs> pop punk. We were, we were the only ska band in town at that time. Um, but so they ended up breaking up. She went solo. She tried to do the whole Gwen Stefani thing that didn't work out. But anyway, reconnected because of social media, he's a cop. And he still plays in a pop punk band, like super pop punk band. Awesome. If you guys want to check them out, they're called Seconds to Stay. Seconds to and, Stay. Let's write that down. Yeah. And um, they're good. I mean, I enjoy them quite a bit. He actually, and on the on his side project, he does the same did, thing that Krista Makes does. He makes... I'm sorry to interrupt. Was that? Did, um, 
poorly made feature him on one of his yes i think so that, I yeah was gonna say, that sounds so familiar and i i feel like yeah. heard that he did so he did my intro song last year he did like uh for my podcast and i mean his music's good and he's i mean he's a cop and he's still doing the pop punk thing so good awesome. on him good for him yes. i have a buddy i think i brought it up in one of the previous episodes too but check this band out they're called the raging nathans um my buddy, that up. Yeah, yeah, my buddy from high school plays drums in a solid, solid punk rock band. Uh, just got done with a tour with the Queers. Oh, oh, nice. That's another that pop is, punk band, almost skate punk that's band. That's that yeah. I really got into. Yeah, band. yeah, old they're school stuff very, right there. Very pop punk. Screeching Weasel. Between them was and like, one. I was just about to yeah. say Screeching Weasel. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of lookout, yeah, lo- yeah. So. a lot of old school mm-hmm. clout right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those. I mean. Those two bands right there, that was my foray into like this side of things, you know, and I was like, man, I need I need more and more of that. So, yeah. lots of fun. Awesome. Again, we were we, we we were talking about like changing the names of things and you can't say certain words anymore. And we totally left out the queers. Yeah, know, oh yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, I think like, they they actually uh queer, they queers go around acceptable, right? Touring. I think so. Yeah. Well, it's in it's in the, you know, LGBT. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think it's good. <laughs> how do, how would you describe a plus person though? I don't know. I don't get that part. I have to look <laughs> it up. Let's, yeah, let's, let's no just not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a different yeah. different topic for a different day, different conversation. <laughs> All right, is there any other band you want to mention before we wrap up this? Uh, this lovely episode. I got all the ones that were mentioned in the Punk Rock Cops page. Blink One Eighty Two was another one mentioned. Good riddance. Yeah. yeah, that's a great band. They're more hard, yeah, more hardcore than punk rock, but yeah. yeah. They, um, yeah. Other two that were mentioned were Ann Arbor and MCR. We talked about My Chemical Romance and Ann Arbor's pretty good. I've never heard them. No, MCRs either. just they are what no, they are. Really. I mean, they're yeah, they're not great, not bad. I agree. Enjoyed them all, and that yeah, that's all for my list. I mean, yeah, there's there's so many. I've probably missed some that. I yeah because there's there's just so many but I think you know the ones that I mentioned my big ones are like New Fan Glory uh, Saves the Day Taking Back Sunday those are probably my biggest ones absolutely all right guys that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I think that'll that'll wrap it for today this is a a good good chat on both the. The last episode, Skate Punk, and uh, this one, Pop Punk. We'll be back in a little bit. We'll, we'll have to get some of these uh, these guests hammered down and get them next. Yeah, that'd and, be awesome. And, uh, can't wait for uh, can't wait for those guys to come on. And yeah, absolutely. Anything else you guys want to say before we bid adieu? Uh, I need to go look and see if Scotty Scheffler's winning. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> no, no, stay punk rock, guys, and all you cops out there, stay safe. Thanks again for tuning in. And, you know, if, if you guys ever want to be on the show, um, get a hold of us and we'd love to have you on. Uh, the more punk rock cops, the better. So, Oh, speaking of that, did you guys ever do that recording with um, the Antihero podcast? We did. Oh, yeah, yeah, we he did. had us on. Yeah, it was a Did, it was did a you blast. release that? Uh, it was on YouTube. I don't yeah. know if it was on the podcast, his main... It, his main podcast. I didn't, I didn't find it anyway, but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, he said he wants to do like a part two 
Uh, awesome. Yeah, he was an awesome. We can even get him on too. Yeah, that would be yeah, great. Definitely. Yeah, he was he was really fun to talk to. Yeah. Um, oh, and before I forget, Happy Dispatchers Week. Happy oh, yeah. Dispatchers Happy Week. I mean, the gold, the thin gold line. <laughs> Someone's got to hold it down. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Come on. No, no I'm just Happy Dispatchers Week to all you dispatchers out there. I mean, that's yeah. a Absolutely. tough. It'll be a, a little little delayed, but we're tough job. I definitely loved my dispatchers. Oh yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. It's okay. The, the sentiment is still appreciated this, for sure. I also I said that two weeks ago. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah, so go check out the Antihero podcast. Um, somewhere there's going to be an episode of uh, Justin and Robin. They spoke, and we'll get him on soon too. The was it the Tatted Dad Cop or something like that? Just I think it's the just Tatted ta- Dad Cop. I think it's just Tatted. Oh, cop. you know we. Yeah. Oh. We still need to start our. Uh, Instead of only, only fans, fans, only dads. <laughs> yes. The um, if you l- listen to the guys from Heroed Out, they have a page for only dads. Oh, that's awesome! They beat us to yeah. it. Yeah, I need good. to be on your guys' podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your model for the dad bod. Perfect. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap here. Thanks for listening to Punk Rock Cops once again, and we will see you soon. Later. See ya. It's not letting me stop. No. Oh. Get your shit together. I don't have enough credits. What does that, what does even that mean? mean? We need to re-record the show. Oh my god. There we go. Now I can do it. Uh-oh.